0: At Birmingham Waterworks, our commitment goes beyond billing. We'll provide water conservation tips, leak detection strategies, and tools to better understand your bill. With our Bill Better campaign, we guarantee transparent billing, prompt issue resolution, proactive monitoring, and continuous improvement. Together, we'll create a brighter future for Greater Birmingham. Join us on this journey toward improvement. Visit BWWB.org backslash BillBetter for updates and information on our progress. Birmingham water works for you. Oh, if it ain't one thing, it's another.
1: <laughs> ain't that a song? If it ain't one thing, it's another. You know what? I'm going to do this. Sound like something about watching. And sound like something coming in real hard on the first verse. <laughs> 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 something sound like some young Dolphin say Young dog baby did not say that. That sounds like jokes to me. A hundred shots. A hundred shots. Or preach.
0: Alright, anyway. I'm not gonna worry about that. Mr. Man, tell me a joke.
1: Alright. I prep and plan for this one. Because I've been I've been whacking. <laughs> and I got some help. So I gotta, I gotta give credit too. Alright. What? Is a DJ's favorite sauce? What? Mariner. (laughs) Mariner. (laughs)
0: Marinara. Sean De Temple told that same joke. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Well. But enough, I forgot that. <laughs> anyway, if by now y'all don't know who this is, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not reading that bio. <laughs> but I am asking for a joke. Mr. Man, tell me a joke.
1: All right. I prep and plan for this one. Because I've been, I've been whack. And I got some help. So I got to give credit, too. All right. What is a DJ's favorite sauce? What? Remember, never... Marner. <laughs> Shonda
0: Sh- Sh- Temple told that same joke. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, funny enough, I forgot that. Anyway, 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 we are finally here for season four. And as always, I got to bring my baby brother on here to tell us what's going on with him and tell us what's going on with the city. But now, um, first things first, Um, this season we're going full YouTube and so um, everybody will be able to watch us as well as um, listen to us also. If you're watching Facebook Live, uh, there should be an opportunity for you to uh, ask questions and we will do our best to get them answered. Did you get something to write them down? With, to you figured out what you're going to do? Mm-hmm. All right. So, first things first, Mr. Mayor, um, this paving thing, man. Um, People don't, first of all, talk about how high that is on your, your priority list. Because it's, it's funny that people think you don't care about that.
1: Paving literally has been, as it relates to neighborhood revitalization, the number one infrastructure investment we've made. So literally, an office in November will be six years Mm-hmm. Over sixty-three million dollars have been put into paving streets. There is nothing else I've spent money on that comes close to that. Right. When I say I've spent money on, there's nothing more we've spent tax dollars on in a five plus year period than street paving. Right. When it- sixty three plus million dollars over five and a half years. The budget that just passed thirty days ago, July one. It was an additional $14.5 million for street paving.
0: Now, I was going to let you tell your statistics in a second. Yes, sir. But when we were talking about you running for office, what did I say, paved streets?
1: Paved these streets.
0: <laughs> and... and that's that's what the people need. That's what the people want.
1: The money, like, look, you got to tell receipts. Money talks. Check the record. BirminghamAL.gov/slash/streets Street paving roads.
0: Now what I have say? that um, on my page, but say it again so so he can put it up right now. I'm gonna get
1: it wrong. <laughs> I, I think it, it's, uh, it's BirminghamAL.gov/slash/street paving.
0: Uh-huh. Find something. Put it up there. All right. Um, now back to the.
1: That doesn't work. Work. Try Birmingham, AL. Gov slash roads.
0: I'm gonna throw them both.
1: Up. One of those. No,
0: well, you ought to be able to go on another page and see if it works first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now um, back to the details. Um. All of that money has been allocated, but people are still frustrated that they aren't seeing anything. Can you address that?
1: Yeah. Let's start let's start with the bad. When I walked into office the day I was sworn in, there was a fifty million dollar backlog of street paving. So streets that had been quote assessed and identified that needed to be paid. Had a $50 million price tag that nobody had put the $50 million towards. So before I could start on new streets, I had to take care of the backlog of the $50 million. That's one. Okay. Two, as we're taking care of the backlog, other streets are continuing to get worse. Right. So, bottom line, my predecessors didn't do me any favors. They didn't pave streets on an annual, yearly basis. Right. They paved going to the market probably every four to seven years. hmm Well, that's why we got so behind. So I'm literally trying to catch up. Here's part two. The way they paved streets in the past, it was based on the squeaky wheel and politics. We've literally created a plan that's objective on worst streets first. So last year, the council approved a half a million dollars, separate from any funding we put towards paving streets, to hire a third-party organization to come in here and assess literally every single street in the city and letter grade them. A is for the best streets, B is for the second-best streets, C, D, and F. No different than a report card. The math is simple. You pave the worst streets first, which is the ones that would be the F. We're gonna show the public ABCDF.
0: All right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna argue with you on that. Go ahead. Because everybody in 99 neighborhoods can point out an F. Correct. In their neighborhood. So, must the rating scale, also meet up with a, a schedule of equipment? Because if we were to do it just if the equipment would be hopscotching all over Birmingham. I, all I'm saying here is I want to get a good understanding.
1: Your point is valid. So keep. let me keep going. Here's the third point because I've given you two. Third point is this. The process takes too long because it's governed by Alabama state bid law. So... For example, the council July 1 approved $14.5 million for paving streets at the earliest that money will go out. The earliest it can go out is probably four to six months. You know what the problem is that? You can't pave when it's cold. So there is no paving in late November. There's no paving in December. There's no paving in January. There's no paving in maybe there's paving at the, in March if, it, if the weather breaks. hmm But for three to four of the 12 months, there's no paving because of cold weather. You can't pave streets in cold weather. Then you have a four to six-month legal process driven by state law, not local law, for people who want to receive the money to bid because the city's not paving. We're paying people to pave streets. We're paying organizations. Think Dunn Construction. Mm -hmm. Um, Think any paving company. Kelly, Kelly Construction. Think mm-hmm. any of those type of companies, they're the ones that are actually paving. They gotta go through a state bid process. So the process sucks because it takes too long. I approved right. I approved $14.5 million July 1, 2023. Man, that money may not, they may not start paving until March of 24.
0: What about patching? What about those things that we can do to you know, get us over in some, some spots.
1: The city of Birmingham has 120 square miles. That is a lot. That's Birmingham to Atlanta. Okay? hmm It's a lot of potholes. Good news, we got equipment, new equipment that you can use to carve out around the pothole and, and put lay the square down over it so it's smooth. Bad news, every time we patch a pothole there's another one that pops up somewhere else. It's literally a game of whack-a-mole. Yeah. Literally, as soon as you take care of one, another one pop up. Now, let me time out.
0: Um, this is a question of personal curiosity. Um, I've always wondered this about the interstate, but even about city streets. Truck driving along, big old heavy steel from U.S. Steel falls off, hits the ground and and creates a divot why can't as a part of the insurance pop process why isn't somebody responsible for paying for that to be fixed
1: they are it just has to be investigated and prove that they did it so for example can that
0: not be a, a standard part of what the police does if, it
1: can be so they're 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 worse perpetrators than the, a, a a truck company having something fall off. It's the utility companies that are literally tearing up our streets every day.
0: Right. All right? They right.
1: every form of utility that exists. Their companies tear up our streets and then not all, but some of those companies do a bad job either internally or outsourcing who they get to go repave over and then people blame the city. We need to hold the utility count. Companies more accountable for after, when we pave a street that they just go cut it up mm-hmm. and don't put it back the way it was. Mm-hmm. That's happening every day.
0: Speaking of utility companies, what do you think about the Waterworks Boy? Well, I have been so
1: proud look of them in, look lately. At my face. <laughs> really? <laughs>
0: now, here's the good news. Give us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts.
1: Well, I ain't had to do nothing crazy lately.
0: Right, <laughs> right. That's right. the
1: first thought. Second thought is. I can appreciate any public organization that's quiet.
0: (laughs) I tell people all the time, you say the airport authority is your favorite because you never hear anything from it.
1: Housing authority, nothing. (laughs) Boring. Yeah. But boring equal functional. Yeah. At a minimum, okay? The, The low bar is to just stay out the paper, stay off the news, be quiet, serve your customer. I don't think that's a high bar. Right. All right? Right. Those are
0: fundamentals. Fundamentals.
1: It seems on the outside looking in that at a minimum, they're getting the fundamentals right. Mm-hmm. So just maybe the customers can be better taken care of. Well. That's all I want. I don't really care about the their politics. Right. Just serve your customers.
0: Everybody got some politics involved, so yeah, it like, is what it is. I don't like theirs. I don't either. But I want to say two things. First of all, three. First of all, they did a lot of outreach at events this summer. Want to give them their kudos. Number two, this Build Better thing, I understand it now. Seems to be better. And then number three, they gave my mama a new meter. <laughs> Can't beat that, bro. At, at, the, at the other house. So, you know, they've been they've been all right with me lately, but I was just curious what you thought. Can't beat that at all. Can't beat that at all. Now, um, we're going to switch up a little bit of the question, right? Um, I want to throw this out there. I, I, I've said it, but... People keep asking, because they don't quite understand, why can't you bring City Stages back?
1: Well, let me see. Word like copyright come to mind. (laughs) City Stages was an organization that was created. Somebody still owns the rights to City Stages. The city of Birmingham can't just take another organization's name and say we're going to do City Stages unless we want to be sued. I'll give you another one. City Stages was an entity that was created, and they got corporate sponsors and the city and other organizations to put in. So let's just say their entire budget was $1. The city probably put in $0.20, and they got the private sector to do 80 Yeah. So I'm like you I'm I'm nostalgic and I have amazing memories when you had to have a pen and paper to get phone numbers out there and how Lynn, Lynn park was dark but you were still out there trying to get your mac on <laughs> yeah couldn't see nothing <laughs> hot
0: going back going back real quick can something be put in place for utility companies to sign off with the city when they start digging on new paved streets, you know, that way they can be fined or whatever the case may be. Thank you, Brittany.
1: It already is. What we've been talking to is having, making sure we enforce the rules that already exist. One, two, is to sit down with their governmental affairs people, sit down to leadership and say, hey, I need you to be a better partner, a better neighbor. Um, follow up on what your crews are doing. Take care of Birmingham Streets no different than you take care of suburban streets. Right. Um But yeah, City Stages. So listen, we would love to do City Stages. City Stages ended the last year City Stages was put on, I think they had at least a two million dollar budget. So in twenty twenty three, y'all do know that would be way more than two million. Right. Majority of that two million was private dollars. That wasn't the city. No taxpayer is going to allow me to just dump $3 million for a festival. <laughs> I'm not trying to get rent out of town.
0: Right, right.
1: So we can put something on it, but that money needs to be raised. Yeah. That's it. And the person who owns the rights to the name City Stages got to want to participate. It's, <laughs> it's their name, not the city's.
0: Right. Now, um, going over to some personal stuff. <laughs> you laughing. <laughs> has a date been set, and is it a destination wedding?
1: It's not a destination wedding. The date has been set.
0: Okay. We're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave it at
1: that. <laughs> hey, man, it's already too much pressure, bro. I
0: can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, Now, what... Would it take a, what would it take an act of Congress to get you to do? That was from Barnett, so if that gives some 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 context, what would it take a, a whole act of Congress to do before you budged on on you know what, what, your stance on something?
1: Trying to negotiate with damn Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> I just had to think real hard. Like, man, no. Have bro. you had
0: to talk to him yet? I mean, other than pleasantries, or I think,
1: I think, well, you know, when we go to DC mm-hmm. and, and we hit the Hill, we want to pay our respects to anybody that represents Alabama.
0: Sure.
1: Sometimes, man, that goes beyond embarrassing. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing in our military? You're hijacking what you said about inner city children and inner city teachers disrespectful patently disrespectful and it's just one thing after another man this man sat and went in living rooms and couches and the dens and the porch on Big Mama House at Big Mama House to recruit black athletes so all this stuff you are talking about black people today either who are you either you're, you're pandering or this the real you or combination of both. Either way, how, quote, you represent Alabamians, man, you're not even from here. I don't even think you live here. I don't like it. I... The, the thing about elected officials, man, at that level, you represent all Alabamians, not just white people, not just Republicans. Have some respect. I dig it, um oh, and you represent all parts of Alabama, not just rural, not just suburban, not just suburban, the urban cores of Alabama, too, have some respect. I can go on and on, I Let's, see <laughs> let me be quiet
0: i'm gonna start, I'm gonna start um getting you boiling i I know the, what name to bring up. <laughs> Will the city look into building more parking decks, or is there a parking plan that's in the works?
1: There's a parking plan in works. I don't think we have any interest in building more parking decks. Majority of our public parking decks are attached to our commercial space that exists. You and I both know during COVID, post-COVID, how commercial space is being used and occupancy of commercial space has decreased. So you have to reimagine how you use the space of parking decks, one. Two, shout out to the new CEO of the, of the Parking Authority, along with his th- three-member board. They're doing a phenomenal job in the middle of a strategic plan to reimagine public parking in the city of Birmingham that includes not just parking decks, but service parking lots, too, while at the same time, the city of Birmingham Department of Transportation, along with the City Council Transportation Committee, are deep in the throes of reimagining how street parking and meter parking works for the city of Birmingham. It all needs to be more efficient. It all needs to be more upgraded. And it all needs to be tailor-made for future residents who not just work downtown, but who live downtown and those who visit from out of town.
0: Hey, I'm Charles Barkley. Call for a Redmont and water at bars and restaurants throughout the great state of Alabama. Redmond Vodka available at select ABC stores and package stores. Redmond Vodka is eight times distilled, gluten free, and is made from non-GMO corn. Looking to support a local business, Redmond Distilling is Alabama proud and minority owned. Learn more online at redmontdistilling.com.: I remember when I was at Alabama, they had an, um, they had a plan. To make the university over a period of time more walkable and less drivable like they wanted to deter you from even trying it is that kind of what's going on downtown or? it's
1: it's 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 what we call complete streets okay your streets at a certain point our streets were designed to move people in and out via car our one ways are designed for in the morning when you come in Mm -hmm. and when it's time for you to go, mass exodus out. Right. That was the the intent and design. We need to decrease the one-way streets to two-way because we want flow of traffic. Okay. Two, complete streets mean streets are not just for cars. They're also for public transportation buses. They're also for bikers. They're also for walkers. Complete streets mean if there's a portfolio or toolbox then you have different tools. The only tool should not be vehicles moving from point A to B. Mm. It also should be walking, biking, public transportation, scooters, on and on and on. Via, on and on and on.
0: How is the VIA program? It's going, going
1: well, man. We've expanded it in multiple spaces now. I want everybody to think Uber Lyft mm. on demand for a public trans a public transportation model. Right. So we are used to all of us in this studio are used to public transportation, only fixed routes. You walk to a bus stop, you get dropped off at a bus stop, and you stay there at a fixed space, and the bus comes pick and picks you up. And if you're not there, you miss that fixed route pickup. Mm-hmm. Via flips that on its head. It's literally, think Uber Lyft. Where you are, it drops you off. or picks you up in a certain area at point A to B. mm mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: wait till the um the Max director gets here for me to uh, Oh she she's add
1: gonna have a lot for you. She's great by the way.
0: All right. Um is adding a splash pad an option to City Walk?
1: Sure. Listen, let me tell you what we're trying to solve for. We have no shortage of swimming pools currently. But there has been a shortage of lifeguards. Mm-hmm. Young people don't want to be lifeguards no more. It's kind of in the same boat where people don't want to work in restaurants no more. Mm-hmm. Or people don't want to shop in the mall no more physically, right? So it's kind of weird just where we are. Right. We've offered all types of incentives. We've increased the pay to $15. Now, you and I both know when we were kids, lifeguards didn't get paid $15 a Man, dude. But I'm telling you, of all our pools, we were only only able to open three because there's a shortage of lifeguards. and There's been a shortage for three years. So splash pads is something people talk about. When we consider splash pads, places we think about before we think about CityWalk are um, the CrossPlex site and or Legion Field site. We're doing more family stuff on those sites. So, for example, at the CrossPlex, you got a family fun center that's going to have all this indoor stuff. stuff. So mm-hmm. if there's an outdoor perspective, we would want it to include in not only an inclusive outdoor park for children, also a big splash pad. Yeah, city Walk kind of gets weird. One, you have limited sun under the interstate. Two, the city of Birmingham doesn't control and or operate. That's actually state property and mm-hmm. it's managed by the BJCC. Right. Could I float an idea to them? Sure, but they already got so much to manage. They got to manage football stadium, basketball mm-hmm. arena, the convention space, the two hotels, all the restaurants, future amphitheater, and the already existing 10 blocks of city walk. So I'm not sure they want to add anything else. Yeah. Great great idea though.
0: Um hold on a second because that leads me to something that somebody else said. Birmingham is experiencing major growth with new amenities, attractions and activities but nearly every day we hear stories of crime, especially homicides. Are you concerned that this crime wave will tarnish the city's reputation and limit it even with this new insurgence? What is your administration doing to address this? No matter how many new buildings or activities come to the city, The next murder will always overshadow
1: it. Let me separate the two things and first talk about my number one job is public safety. Any mayor in America, let's just peel it back. If you said I can only do two things with your public tax dollars, it would be public safety and public infrastructure. Under public safety, we provide police officers, paramedics, first responders, and all other forms of, of that equipment, et cetera. 911 dispatchers, boom, fire trucks, all that stuff. I'm unaware of any police officer or police force in America where an actual police officer can prevent. I'm sorry, predict when somebody's gonna shoot somebody. You know, this is not the fictional um, Tom Cruise movie where I got two women laying in a, a body of water and they get some type of premonition and a ball drop and folks jump out and they can prevent two people from hurting each other. It doesn't work like that in real life. Wish it did. Birmingham, like a lot of urban cores right now, is is seeing a spike in, in homicide due to a proliferation of guns. The ease, the access to guns. And it's not just handguns like you and I knew when we were children. These are military-style guns with these long-extended clips and these um, switches where they can shoot 20 rounds in a few seconds. I want to say two things. One, conflict has always been with mankind. Conflict is not going anywhere. What has happened in Birmingham and other urban cores in the nation is the tool people are using to solve conflict, which is these high-powered guns. Two... Birmingham, since its inception in 1871, has not ever been a poster child of nonviolence. It's always been violent. That's hard to say. Let me repeat that. I don't want it to go over people's heads. All right? The KKK ran rampant here. Police abuse ran rampant here. Gambling and all other forms of illegal t- activity have always been high here homicides have always been high in Birmingham. Always. It's not new. But let me ask you this. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to deflect. No, 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 no. Because I actually own this. I have to have trouble.
0: But let me throw this out there. And this is my opinion, but it seems as though the things that the activist community is asking we don't want this over policing, we don't want all of these cameras, we don't want all of this, et cetera, et cetera. Then you have my peers and my parents and my church members saying more police, more police, put cameras everywhere, you know, put cameras on cameras. My question is, what is the administration going to do? What direction? What? What? Are, I know. Um, I I would love to hear how the crime lab, you know, plays into all of this. But you know, I'm not saying that you're not answering the question. But it's I, like some of some of us are like, you know, one of the things I like the police rolling around with their lights on.
1: Like that one little some thing. The blue straw. Yeah. Blue straw yeah. <laughs> I love
0: it because I know where they are. You know, they know where they are. You know, tell tell me some tools. Tell yeah. me some things. So we,
1: we have a toolbox. And this toolbox is a minimum of three tools. One of the tools is prevention. A second tool is enforcement. And the third tool is reentry. I'll talk about the enforcement first. We have our officers. They're out on the streets. We have our real-time crime center, and yes, we have cameras. The cameras help us solve crime because people over time have been less reluctant to actually talk to detectives and investigators. And our quickest way to get people off the streets to decrease crime, believe it or not, is to solve crime. But people don't want to come forward and share information. So we need cameras to actually capture when bad activity happens so we can make victims whole and get shooters and killers and robbers and rapists off our streets. So that's not debatable. We will have cameras because we need them, period. Debate somebody else.
0: Yeah.
1: We're good. On the reentry side, man, I literally just left St. Clair Correctional, a level five max um, facility two weeks ago where I stood in a room where Bro, it was killers in the room. These are lifers without parole. And they were in the middle of a Bible study. Some of them may be parole. Some of them may have their sentence reduced. And believe it or not, a lot of men and women will serve their sentence and have to come back home and matriculate back into our community. We need to make sure we're providing the tools how to get a license, workforce training, employment opportunities. How does the housing piece work if you got restrictions, community service, and other wraparound resources to make sure they don't get back into crime or commit the same um, thing or do the same thing that got them in trouble in the first place? And then the last tool is prevention. Where do I start? you got programs like Birmingham Promise that expose young people to job opportunities while they're in high school you got the heat conflict resolution where we literally dump a million dollars into a program to teach the next generation of conflict resolution. Again, I told you earlier, conflict is going to always be with us. But maybe the next generation learns to keep their cool, take a chill, and don't pick up a gun when somebody makes them mad. Because people are going to always make us mad. Somebody's always going to disrespect us. We're always going to feel slighted. But what if they learn conflict resolution at an early age? Something you and I weren't taught in school, and clearly a lot of people weren't taught at home. The other piece is financial literacy. We want to empower our young people, so we're dumping money, a million, another million dollars in the financial literacy program, to teach our young people the basics of just money. Mm. Then another program we work on our young people's mental health, and then another program, which is my one of my favorites, is brand new is this hospital-based violence prevention program where, I mean, we got OGs, former um, incarcerated people and street people and people that have been shot and survived going into the hospital and talking to these young men who have been shot and survived and making sure they don't go up back out here and retaliate and, or worse, be killed. Nobody can't say we're throwing every tool at the problem. But I have a serious question how can any of us in the studio prevent two people from shooting each other? How? I got a, I got inaction at the federal level. I got a state that it says you don't need a pistol permit. And I have no local control to decrease the footprint of how many guns in our city. If you're a mayor, if you're a teacher, if you're a principal, if you're a coach, you're a mentor, how do any of us stop people, two people, from shooting each other? Serious question. Nobody's giving me an answer. But we do believe all those tools long-term will work. Just finished reading a book about the crack epidemic. That was a 15-year span of the height of just crack in urban America. And the supply and demand were so high, it didn't matter what federal laws they implemented. Three strikes, treating crack cocaine, different from powder cocaine. It didn't matter the mandatory minimums. The supply and demand didn't stop. Right. Every time they got one drug deal off the street, easily replaced by another corner board. Every time they sent one addict to jail, another one came up. The supply, that supply, and that demand was, high, was at a high all time high for fifteen years. We are experiencing that in urban America right now with these access to guns, and you and I both know they're not buying them. Where are they getting these guns from, bro? Yeah, they handing them out like candy, boss. They ain't that. They ain't on no range to learn how to shoot. They're not walking in the store and actually using cash or a check or a credit card to actually. Pay to purchase a gun. Where are they getting these high power guns from?
0: Guns cheaper than dope. That's the truth. You, you can get a gun for ten, fifteen dollars. Which mean, I, goes me, back to me, lock y'all's car doors. Let, but go ahead. But let
1: me tell <laughs> you. Let me tell you, who has more power than the government. Hmm. A mother. A father. The village a mentor. We want the government to solve everything and we don't want to hold nobody else accountable. The government can't predict when two people who beefing with each other going to decide to air it out with pistols. But the streets know. The streets know way before the government does. Why doesn't the street intervene?
0: Don't get me started. We know about the growth downtown and the announced new project at the old Caraway in Northwood. But what about those communities just beyond the city center? What is being done or can be done to affect growth in the areas that frankly have been forgotten or ignored for decades? What will you tell that man, woman, or child who lives in Inglenook or some other area who can't see how these existing growths benefit them?
1: These existing growths near our city center produce taxes. Taxes allow us to pave more streets in the Englenook or any other, other 98 neighborhoods. Collecting these taxes allow us to tear down this blight in England or any of these other ninety-eight neighborhoods. Collecting these taxes allows us to cut that empty lot, that overgrown lot, that, that's not even public property. We use your private we use your public tax dollars to go on private property.
0: Hold on. I need you to go in that rabbit hole. That's one of the questions people. They don't get it, the grass thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, like, it's private property. It's got to go by the city council. It's got to be knee length. Yeah. Go, go over the, the whole nuisance thing. The
1: city of Birmingham is not responsible for cutting private lots. I'm going to repeat that. People are more mad at the city than the person that owns the property. That's your neighbor. That's your absentee neighbor. That's your nasty neighbor. That's your irresponsible neighbor. What the city does is say your neighbor is in breach of taking care of their property. But it's a process. If I go on your private property, I have to use your public tax dollars. So every time I cut a private lot, that's less time spent on cutting the city right away or city park. And I'm using your city dollars for private property. And it's too many of them. So I can never cut all of them. I can't cut them every two weeks unless you want me to drop millions of dollars on private property. Instead of
0: street paving.
1: Oh, and by the way, it takes a minimum of six to eight weeks just for the, it get approved to be cut for us to go on it. Because state law, even if it's an absentee land, land owner, does not allow us just to go on private property. It has to be declared a public nuisance. The process sucks. The use of your public tax dollars on private property sucks. So we got our land bank, but even that's dictated by state law, not local law, because it's still property that takes too long to acquire. And then there are rules on how long it takes for you if you want to purchase the lot next to you to bring it back to life. So what I've been telling people is, listen, You see a you see a private lot that's overgrown. We're not gonna send the police if you go. Be safe. <laughs> it's because more if, t- because if you wait on the city, you're gonna be waiting a while. I got I got a better one.
0: Your next door doesn't get cut. Every time you cut it, log it. Make a record. When the pra- when the when the property gets sold or if it tries to get so, you have a lien against that property. You have, to have, you have to be paid back. And once your lien gets to be more than the property worth, that nuisance can be yours.
1: But let me be very clear. The mayor's office are a police man can't control, may can't control when two people are going to shoot each other. But we're leaning all the way in on neighborhood revitalization. I want everybody to know that 50 million dollar grant didn't fall out of the sky from HUD. That was hard work.
0: And and, and before that, and, I let you go, you got to tell us about that. I'm just because saying because people don't quite understand and I'm going to have um several people from the administration to come over the Joe next few Dr. weeks VT, Corey. Yeah, to to let it, people know hey man, it how out. it how it applies to them, but from a 30,000 feet view Tell us what that hood grant meant.
1: The Smithfield community is a community of, made up of three neighborhoods, Graymont, Smithfield, College Hills. It is west of 65. It gets no blacker. In current population and or, or historically, it's always been black. In this footprint is the historic H.A. Parker High School. In this footprint were so many civil rights leaders, Dynamite Hill, like, this was a footprint for Black Mecca. And over years, it has lost its its warmth, its community feel. In the middle of this community is a 500 um, concentrated um, mega-site, multifamily public housing, Smithfield Projects. So we're going to raise it in its current form and put down mixed use And totally, it's going to be 11 new hundred units, single-family housing and multifamily housing, duplex, triplex, all of it. We're going to do full wraparound services from cradle all the way to adulthood on the education piece, supporting what exists already at Parker, um, Head Start programs, senior programs. We got 59 of the partners at the table, so a total of 60 partners. With the main partner, shout out to the Housing Authority of Birmingham, led by Ms. Duntrell Foster. Man, we're about to do everything, bro. These people are going to be able to get to work. They're going to have access to healthy food. They're going to have quality life of living. It's about to change West Birmingham. We are all excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know I
1: am. This, this is big. Yeah. This ain't this. I mean, we this started, this started not talking down, about this, this not six downtown. years yeah. ago. This is not downtown. We were denied at first. Yeah. But this was a full courtship. Yeah. This was a full press. And we're about to change lives.
0: You got any questions over there? I got a few. All right. What we got? Let me scroll and from whom? All
1: right. Go. This way folks can actually hear me. That's why I kept grabbing um, I thought this was an excellent question It was on topic at the time So Roy Addison says uh, Could you address the fact that City retirees, police, firefighters And city works never receive a raise he, uh, Roy says he worked for a Birmingham fire For 26 years And has been retired for 20 years And never received a raise Well I want to thank him for his service One When he worked I wasn't a mayor, so I can't speak to what prior mayors, how they take care of or didn't take care of their employees. But I think the police and fire currently are very pleased with what I'm doing because I've been taking care of them since day one. When I started, if you were a Birmingham police officer, the starting salary was $43,000. Today, that starting salary is $50,000 and some change. They just got a 10% raise, bro. Can't nobody say I don't take care of police and fire. Oh, and by the way, I solved the pension problem. So I not only got your paycheck straight, I got you when you're ready to retire, your pension straight too. I was a former city employee. I ain't gonna nobody's ever gonna outwork me on taking care of city employees. We we can go we we can debate that at this table all day. <laughs> I got long receipts on cost of living, longevity pay pension merit increase all that
0: six years anything else
1: taking care of our employees
0: now I have one of the most important questions that I could ever ask you earth wind and fire Philip Bailey or Maurice White
1: I don't know their names like that you gotta forgive me I only know them as earth wind and fire I know this who takes the lead in the stone don't
0: you, be so, you so young man I know Sometimes you just I'm just saying I swear to God
1: Who, who take the lead On In The Stone?
0: Philip Bailey But Maurice White Is the GOAT
1: I'm just saying In The Stone Is a good predictor I know the songs I know the group I don't know The individual <laughs> names I love
0: Earth in Fire Wait that was Maurice White It was Maurice Whoever take Whoever yes, the lead Is my yes, favorite How about yes.
1: that? <laughs> Because I know the song. We can get chopping on the there song right two. now. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I come in. I'm ready.
0: Now, before I let you get out of here,
1: before,
0: when, 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 you, when you got elected, you kept saying something. I said, stop saying that. Remind me. You kept saying it. Kept, stop. Saying Everybody that say
1: I was going to do two terms,
0: <laughs> and <laughs> lately I haven't heard you saying that.
1: I take your advice, sir.
0: So we are not saying that there are only going to be two terms anymore. We we're not saying that.
1: Man, no, N A W L, no. <laughs> <laughs> At Alabama Power we've been powering Birmingham for over 100 years. Since 1906, we've been reminded time and time again of what makes the Magic City so great. Our culture, our food, our music, and most importantly, our people, are why we remain dedicated to providing our customers and communities with reliable energy. And while we're certainly proud of everything the people of Birmingham and our state have been able to accomplish, we here at Alabama Power are even more excited about our shared future. Alabama Power, powering Alabamas yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.